Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who love the smell of shellac in the morning. Mark, Shannon, and Mad. All right, it is show f- not 49. Why is 49 there? It's show 490 for November 11th, uh, 2020. On today's show, we're talking about tool upgrades, but not the usual talk. Uh, this is <laughs> this is things that we specifically don't upgrade and why. It's going to be interesting. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Black Friday deals are going on right now. Shop early for the best selection in stores or at rockler.com. And their gift making sale is still going on, which includes all of the supplies that you need for the gift making season. The sale runs from October 2nd to November 25th, so don't miss it. And it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) You're just swallowing. (laughs) You seem like you're busy there. Uh, I was actually totally caught. I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Yeah. And I didn't realize that like that was the last line. And then <laughs> I was like in the middle of like taking a drink. Okay, anyway, if story. you want to help support the show, it's a true story. <laughs> you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and setting up to become a patron of the show. You know I can't think on my feet that quickly. Mm-mm. We'd like to thank Kevin Martin, Stephen Seibert, Eric Roper, and Glenn Allen. Yay for those people. The four of you are the best forever. For this show. For this show ever, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of okay. wondering what well, the overall uh, energy of the show would be like if we just kept the music going the entire time through the show. There's there's kind of this fever pitch going as the music plays. I, I like it. Keep yeah, it, it is definitely influencing my uh, my presentation. Wood Talk episode sure. in five minutes. <laughs> Well, as soon as the, the music drops out, everything is just like, hey, guys, so, uh, what's going on? So, uh, yeah, you know? what's up, guys? <laughs> shop, okay. Yeah, yeah, music does have that effect. All right, so let's get to uh, a What's on the Bench segment. We don't do these every show, but because uh, it makes the show take too long, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we do it once in a while. All right, uh, Matt, you want to go first? What's, what's on your bench? Since we're recording this in the past for a future date, uh, I'm going to make an assumption of what I'm doing currently in my shop. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that my new shop is ready for moving, and I'm probably moving my machines over there right now. That's exciting. Wow. It's, it's actually the, the part that I'm looking forward to the most because it's going to be the fastest. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to moving all the small stuff. Like, the thing I'm least looking forward to moving... Clamps? Hand tool cabinet. Oh, no, clamps okay. is going to be fairly easy. <laughs> oh, hand tool cabinet. Yeah. It's going to be the worst. Yeah. Like, the worst. Are you going to empty it first? <laughs> I think you got to kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. To, like, make it movable, maybe. <laughs> right? So, that's going to be terrible, emptying it. And, then like, you have all these tools just all laid out or whatever. And you got to get these to the new place somehow. Yeah. Without, I mean, you've done a video on, like, packing up a shop. Let me tape all my chisels with blue tape. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Uh, YouTubers <laughs> have time for that, and you will do it, and you'll tell people it's a good idea. Okay, you'll do it. And you'll put like some it. tape over the over the soles of all my planes just in case. <laughs> I, 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 oh, but the 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 big stuff is gonna be easy. I've got the the skid steer, and I'm gonna get a box truck, and I'm just gonna lift them all and put them on the truck. I think you're and one of the um, one of the few people I know that I've seen do a shop move or experience a shop move that actually has enough. Uh, like resident equipment, right, right, <laughs> to handle the shop move completely That's, by yourself, and, and the only the one things, who's actually looking forward to that part of the move, like <laughs> right. I think because normally that, like, with people that don't have anything, the heavy stuff is the most challenging stuff to move. You're completely dependent on other people to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, you need more I people. Dread, there, right? That's gonna be the easiest thing. I dread the day I have to move my Rubo workbench. Like, I might just give it to the, sh- the people who buy the house. <laughs> I'm just gonna fork it up and put it on the truck. Yeah, that's smart. And when I, when I, my last move, you know, cause I've had a lot of them, uh, the last one that they did, they had a lift gate. So it was the most, I don't know, just the way they had their trucks uh, situated. They needed to put the stuff off of the lift gate truck into a bigger moving truck. So my stuff had to go, oh. it had to get to the lift gate, go up the lift gate and then transfer from one truck to oh my God. They the 18 the trucks together. And yeah. Then like, they went back to oh. back and had to transfer to the 18 wheeler. And I'm like, You've got that always feels me. that always feels sketchy when I see that done. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, it works. They do it. And then, then when they God, got it here, feels weird. When they got here, every they didn't have the lift gate because it was on the bigger truck. Everything had to go down a ramp. Ooh, yay. Oh my God. It's it was a nightmare. <gasps> so you'll have a better experience. <laughs> well, hey, all my big stuff's on wheels too. So like, all I have yeah. to do is set it on the truck, and I can wheel it wherever. Yeah, just, just push it down the, the ramp up and uh, roll it back. Just, just put <laughs> dump. And now it's a dump truck. Just <laughs> roll it on out like it's some gravel. You'll just be fine. Put Lindsay at the bottom of the ramp and say, "Here, honey, catch." catch. Oh. Zoom. Oh my God. Jr's Jr sitting on the planer bed, like surfing it down. Woo-hoo. Good way to kill people. That's nice. <laughs> oh man. Anything Yikes. for the content. Okay. Anything for the content. Uh, but anything but that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I finished up a couple of projects. You know, when I have someone else in a shop, it seems like things get done. So uh, we move fairly quickly. So you're projects, the weakest link is nice. what you're saying. Well, when I'm alone, I'm a very weak link. <laughs> Most of my time gets spent in front of like a, a, a PS4 playing games. Uh, so John had this idea for a f- like sort of fanned out table um, where this it's a C table for a couch, you know, so it kind of tucks into the, the side cushion, the arm of the chair. And uh, it, it's kind of a, a unique setup where you don't really need, it's not like you're putting drawers or anything in this. So having a complete solid side structure isn't necessary. Uh, so he came up with this idea that the wood just kind of fans out and connects with like finger joints into the top. And uh, he, he showed it to me. He had a rough sketch. He's like, this is uh, one of the, I actually, I saw this on his Instagram feed and I'm like, 
dude, let's make it. That looks pretty cool. And he kind of had designed it, but hadn't really thought much about how to actually execute. And I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's figure it out. So we set out to build this thing and it, it came out great. Um, so we just did a lamination and it was alternating long strip, short strip, long strip, short strip. So that basically it gives us a nice solid piece to join at the bottom while the top fans out into finger joints that join up into a, a four quarter uh, white oak top. Uh, and it came out great. It was a fun little project. And uh, he, he was stoked to see, he, he actually said, he's like, I guess you're kind of used to this, b- building something and seeing it come to life. He's like, but for me, <laughs> right. I, I'm like, I'm giddy about this. Like I never thought, I didn't think anytime soon this would actually come to life, but here it is. <clears throat> Whoa. That's cool. You, f- you fall there, Matt? Just drop my uh, phone. Matt was so excited. He, he fell over. It was, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I have just a, love sea tables. I have a, like a bench design that I, I saw somewhere and I like I saved it to a, a file I have of kind of project ideas. And it uh-huh. was the same, same idea, not near the display wasn't nearly as wide, but imagine yeah. like a bench leg. So like, a, you know, imagine like a two by two post that has been sawn and then splayed apart and put into finger joints into the, the, the bench seat as well. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah. It's kind of my thought. And I saw that and I was like, get out of my head. <laughs> that I, I can't really yeah. say that it was my idea considering I have an image that I grabbed from there? somewhere. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is a lot of people are like, well, how strong is that? It, it seems like it would be weak. Um, and there's well, two. Wait, you jumping on it? I was going to say, well, how much chip and dip do you need? Come on. <laughs> lots, lots of dip. That's a red <laughs> flag. You know, it's yeah. a red flag. Step away from the dip. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, what is the purpose of this table? It's to hold, you know, at, I think the heaviest thing you would put on that is maybe a laptop or a tablet. And that's still, you know, it's going to be fine. Uh, this uh, structure is actually 1980 laptop, however, might not work. That's true. That might be problematic. Um, it, it, it's a lot stronger than you would think it is. And uh, the, the little fingers, as they fan out, these are not steam bent or any kind of bent lamination. They are just forced into place. So the finger connection, even without glue, like when we did a dry assembly, it was very difficult to get those fingers out because they're all in tension, except for maybe the center one. Right. So it it actually was incredibly strong and rigid given the lightweight sort of weird structure that it had. So how the Japanese have built their temples for a couple thousand years to withstand earthquakes. I think you'll be okay. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool design. We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, And then the next thing we did was uh, Mateo had a birthday and we had been doing some, Uh, name signs for teachers at school with their names that they hang up on the wall. Uh, We made one for Ava. She got to paint it and Mateo was like kind of upset because he wanted something, but he didn't want his name in cursive that he could paint. (laughs) So like, all right, let me think of something else. Well, his birthday came along and I was like, "Uh, John, I know you got some CNC skills. Can you help me with this? Let's make a sign. I want a Fortnite sign with uh, Mateo's favorite skin and his screen name. Uh, on it and let's do this whole thing. So uh, uh, CNC's are fantastic for like a quick one day gift project like that. Uh, And we knocked out this great little CNC sign. We just put a video out on Friday about it. Uh, You know, not super complicated, but a lot of fun and put a smile on a kid's face. So um, made me a a happy dad. Right on. And uh, let's see, the last thing is an outfeed assembly table that I'm working on. So that's kind of boring, just all plywood, but uh, doing away with the torsion box top that I have now. And moving to a uh, two-layer setup that if it's not perfectly flat, uh, I don't give I don't give a crap. It's fine. 
it'll be Mr. fun. Torsion box is taking the side. I'm departing from the world he's of torsion up, boxes. He's hanging up his torsion hat. <laughs> <Tanking up. laughs> What's a torsion hat look like? I'd, I'd have to wonder. Probably not very comfortable. Like a giant sailboat. It's very like flat. A, Whatever. It a is. pirate hat. Um, you know, the, the thing is, one thing that I, I found very compelling was when I was at uh, Daryl Peart's shop and he had those, uh, we talked about this on the show before, those small, um, you know, right. ta- task-oriented yeah. torsion boxes. And I'm like, that is appealing to me. That is a cool thing. I could stow that away when I'm not using it. Um, I'll try to get this thing as flat as possible. As long as it's mostly flat, uh, I think we're fine. I don't think I need to have laser dead flat uh, assembly table in my shop. It'll be fine. Uh, the top I'm actually going with black melamine kind of went around in circles on different materials. And that top layer is going to sit into the alcove and just be kind of screwed down. Uh, and then if it ever gets all mangled and, and jacked up, I'll, I'll cut a new piece and drop it in. Sounds like those, uh, was that you who did the, like, I'll, I'll put a piece of hardboard here. Sure I'll screw did it down that. and I'll replace it for, cause they never replaced sure it. Sure did it. <laughs> Yep. Okay. All right. Just uh, making sure. Just uh, making sure I remember my history here. Look, look, I didn't do it when all it was was a piece of hardboard. What makes you think I'm going to do it when it's a three quarter inch piece of melamine? But, but I have, oh the, I have the best intentions. And if I want to one day, I will do that. And, and here's the other thing. I'm going to, uh, I'm going real old school because this is totally a David Marks move. I'm getting a four inch roll of craft paper. Oh yeah, okay. And hang it down there, and you're never gonna use it. Exactly. Yes, but it'll but it'll look cool. Yeah. I got this craft paper here in case (laughs) I want to get real messy. Well, here, look. I'm making it a little bit more convenient because I'm gonna get clips, like uh, clipboard clips. Put those on the underside on one side. So all I have to do, like, it's the taping that really gets me with those things. All I have to do is pull the paper over, (laughs) clip it down, clip it into the underside, and then if I need to stain or glue or something like that. It, you know, the weight of the items on the top will flatten everything out. I don't need to tape it. And then when I'm done, I could throw it away. So I, I'm, I'm I, I, I see a, a different utility for that, that what's that rather than just like having it be, um, just for cleanup yeah. is for like, I don't know if you're like this, but for like dueling out ideas or like full sky, full, uh, full scale, like drawings for like angled parts or something. Oh, you can just pull that mm. bad boy out and you got a nice um, canvas to like draw on or write on mm, whatever. I didn't even think about that. You can just hang on the wall. When you're done or something like that. No, that's perfect, man, because I've got a big uh, grid sheet uh, that I got from like one of the office stores. It's like mm-hmm. 24 inches wide. And that's like the biggest I have from that point. If I have to sketch, I just grab a thin piece of plywood, which is also not that convenient for like quick sketches. So yeah. th- that's a brilliant idea. OK, that's a good. What, what I do point. now is I literally draw on my assembly table. Yeah. <laughs> nice. A Sharpie, which is fine. But then like erasing, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. What about a whiteboard assembly table? You can do that too, but I I think the the advantage of the paper one is you can tear it off and you have a sheet you can like hang or keep or or whatever. You don't have to erase it. So let me ask you this. As a person who put T-tracks in your assembly table or not assembly, it was was really just an outfeed table. Um, Do you actually use those? Uh, I mean, I I do. I mean, I don't think, I think the assumption was I'm going to use them all the time. It's it's more like a, like a handy thing. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I use them for is that's where I set my, um, uh, my chainsaw sharpener. So I can just clamp it down to the table with the those clamp with like little bent things. Okay. What are they called? I don't even know what they're called. T-track clamps? I don't know. Are they just T-track clamps? They're just like little bent pieces of aluminum. Yeah, yeah. You put a knob on top of them. Yeah. Those things. So I I have those. Like a hold down type thing. Yeah. So that 
So this is a convenient way to clamp that stuff in place. Okay. I don't really do a whole lot of working there, but I mean, it's nice to have the utility because if you need it, it's there already. Yeah, I've been getting questions about whether I'm going to put that stuff in there. And, you know, I don't know that I'm going to use it. Again, for me, this is an assembly table outfeed table. It's not a work table. Um, I typically, if I'm going to work on there, all I need is maybe like a clamp at the edge to hold something. And I don't feel like T-Track is really a good move for me. But I'm trying to see if there's some utility there that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, it depends on your workflow. If yeah. you can come up with ideas. For me, like... I don't have a whole lot of horizontal space, so if I have crap on everything else, this gives me another spot to put more crap on and work on if I need to. <laughs> sure. But um, the only, actually, the only downside that I'll mention to having that T-track in there is I have the one that is, I guess, parallel to the length of the of the table. Mm-hmm. The long one. Ah, uh, does stuff get caught up on it? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So when you're putting stuff through the table saw, if it's like got a sharp corner or something, it will catch in that in that T-track. Or if there's like a little uh, cup in it or something. Yeah, exactly. Or if it's bowed, I guess if the piece is bowed, then it's like that corner's getting pushed down into the hole where the T-track is. So that's yeah. kind of annoying. Okay. So that's something to consider, I guess. But I mean, if you don't really need it, you can always add it too. It's yeah. like It's an afterthought thing. So yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I'll have to give it some more thought and then not do it. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> knowing you, I wouldn't bother, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it it's just doesn't strike me as something I would use a lot and, and it might annoy me more than anything. So yeah. And I guess in my case, I have specific use cases in mind already, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I'm using. Makes so. sense. Okay. Yeah. And you're well, going to, cool. you're going to break up the cool stealth look of the black melamine and that's not good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm going to break it up by putting miter slots in it. So there's that. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. True. You got to put the miter <clears throat> clearance slots. Oh, just put the table down real low. Could you put maybe... That's what I hear works. Didn't we, didn't we talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Point, I went on yeah. a rant about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't do that! That's stupid! Yeah, I won't be doing that. I think you need to, to <laughs> at least put, like, red racing stripes into the miter slots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know what? I could paint them black. How about that? Ooh. Now I, now I kind of like the Knight Rider idea. Put, like, a little flashing light in the... Yeah. <laughs> Dun-dun. 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 And that should play um, when you flip the light switch in the shop. That song yeah. We'll put LEDs, like a nice LED strip in there. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> okay. Well, Shannon, what do you uh, got? Going? Let's see. Well, I got my, my barn's lathe fixed, which I was really excited about because that's been broken for a long time. It was mm-hmm. really difficult to find someone who could uh, actually, who, not who could, well, who could deal with cast iron, but who didn't wasn't afraid of screwing up an 1876 machine. So, um, yeah, I got that, that work done and got it back in the shop. And it's interesting. Um, <laughs> cause when it broke, I was, I had, I had already started kind of back on my little journey of getting back in shape, but it was still pretty early on. And now I got it back and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really good on that thing now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my ability to turn has increased significantly in the last three years. So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I've been, um, turning just, well, a lot of just random crap just to kind of get the feel for the machine again, because we uh, made a few adjustments to prevent more, uh, prevent the, the thrust bearings from sliding laterally, which is what caused the whole thing to, to, for the axle to fall out of the thrust bearing and actually wear the support arm straight through. So there's been a little adjustments here and there that have actually shored up and kind of prevented more of that lateral movement. And it's actually made the machine a heck of a lot better than it was originally designed. So it's it's really, really nice to work on now. So I've actually just went with it and just decided, well, I got the lathe out. I'm having fun. 
let's start the Christmas project season. So I've kind of started all the turning stuff, but then I also... It's way too early for that. Yeah, and more than likely... I mean, it's not December 20th yet. What are you doing? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, 24th is usually <laughs> when I start. So, um, but I also just got a um, uh, shipment from Bell Forest Products with some yellow heart in it because Rockler convinced me to build their little sunflower clock that they posted about on Twitter the other day. Oh, how cute. Yeah, it's very nice, but um, yeah... <laughs> I'm total, totally unsponsored plug for, for Bell Forest, but you know, it's like I go and look for yellow heart. Not only do they have it, they have like 38 pieces of yellow heart that I could find and choose from. And then I get it like two days later and it's this big old giant hunk of yellow heart that I kind of over, I don't know whether I just didn't pay attention to the thickness. I was looking mostly at the width and the length and thinking of the parts that I need to get out of it. And it's like a one and three quarter inch thick S4S hunk of yellow heart. So I need uh, three eighths inch thickness. So I'm going to resaw this thing down. I'm going to have so much yellow heart left over. I'm not really sure. I've got to find something to do yet to do with yellow heart because there's a lot more here than I need. So well, dude, guess what? The, the first time in my life, the words came out of my mouth. I wish I had some yellow heart <laughs> when I made that CNC sign for my son because the character was a banana. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that would have oh. been perfect. And I'm like, man, if I just had some yellow heart. And I, I'm like, I don't think I've ever said those words. Yeah, me me either. <laughs> and it was, I, I was thinking, well, there's got to be ways I could use another species. This is kind of silly. And I was like, well, it's meant to look like a sunflower. It really should be, should be yellow. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to dye it. And I was like, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that stuff. Ain't nobody got time for that. But yeah, that's where I am. Cool. Very good. All right. So let's get into our main topic today. Uh, this might be a weird conversation because I don't know if everybody can totally <laughs> relate. Uh, some of this discussion um, is surrounds the fact that we make content and in, in the world of making content, you don't have to do this, but it behooves you to think about your audience and decide how relatable you want to be. Uh, some people don't worry about it. Right. And I, I hats off to them. Um, but for me, I do think about it, even though you know, people will still accuse you of like, well, you left us behind years ago uh, once you got all that such and such equipment. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. But these are things we have to think about when it comes time to upgrades. There's, you know, especially since all three of us count the woodworking side as a business, you know, or for, for Shannon, it's like it's a side business, right? You actually have everything set up as a business, Shannon. I do. It's okay, so you've business. got, yeah, so you've got actual business expenses. There's <laughs> ways that we can invest in these businesses and that we could justify doing that, but we might not do it simply because it would outpace the audience or take us in a direction that we feel like might not be good uh, for the kind of content that we want to create. Right. So uh, I'll go first for me. One of the things that I have wanted for a very long time, but keep holding back on is a big wide belt sander, um, a cantilevered. God, I was hoping you're going to say a big lathe. Already got one of those babies that I don't use. <laughs> I a, a bigger one. <laughs> An even bigger one? Like one of those big uh, robust ones or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So a, a wide belt sander is one of those. Uh, you know, I've got the cantilever design, the PM2244. Uh, it's great. It's a great drum sander. But I, I really think there's no comparison to a true wide belt sander that's just really, really wide. will take just about any, the, the kind of machine that you go somewhere else and rent time on. Because, right. <laughs> you know, like that, that type of thing, I really, really want one of those. But I do feel like at that point, 
if the drum sander is bad enough, right? A lot of people have trouble justifying the cost and the space for a drum sander, but if you can get one, I always say it's a great luxury to have. Um, going to a wide belt sander, I think would be just a little bit too far. And, and I have resisted <laughs> for that reason. Now, I will say a 12 inch jointer was also one of those things, but it just yeah, seemed you, like you struggled with that one for a while. Yes, I did struggle with that for a long time, but finally got to the point where I'm like, you know, if the goal is for me to make content, something that helps me make that content faster should be, you know, something I do, you know, and a 12 inch jointer means I don't have to cut my material down as much. I could utilize the full width of boards that I'm buying. It's just more efficient. And I finally gave in and said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. So, so for me, that's it. The wide belt sander is, is my tool. I wish I could get. What about you, Matt? So my, I guess I'm a, I'm a little different boat, I guess, where I don't necessarily I've already made peace. I, I don't. I guess yeah. I've made peace with the fact that I'm not always going to be relatable to everybody. Yeah. So I I don't really I don't really hang too much on this concept anymore. But what really has been like the limiting thing has just been the space for these things. Yeah. Like I don't really have the room. Like well, now I do, but I, up until this point, I haven't had the room to get a white belt center. Something that I have been wanting to add to the shop, or even like a like a real CNC. I don't have like, I, I don't have the room for those things. Yeah. That's always my limiting thing. So maybe my thing that keeps me the most relatable is the fact that the shop is a two car garage and I'm limited to that. And therefore the tools in there, keep it relatable. Mm-hmm. Well, there maybe. goes that idea. Oh, I, I, well, I know it's, now you're upgrading. It's well, like did I, be, did I stop becoming relatable when I built the, the giantest bandsaw mill in my driveway. I don't even know who you are now? anymore. <laughs> right. So I don't I, I don't know if it's as big of a problem as we think it is as content creators. I think maybe and honestly, we're like catering towards the haters at that point where it's like they don't they don't want you to be successful. They don't want yeah, you to yeah. progress. It's, it's a vocal minority for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I personally I tried to ignore them as much as possible. Well, there's definitely like, value in what you do. In, in a lot of cases, one of your things that people watch for is a over the top sort of like, oh my God, look at this guy's bandsaw mill that he made. Look at these uh, maybe, maybe giant that's slabs. Smart, smart branding on my part to, to train the audience, so to speak, to expect ridiculousness. Yes, a man of excess. Well, it does help. <laughs> a that man who's compensating built. constantly. It helps that you built the bandsaw. <laughs> you know, if you hadn't built the bandsaw yourself, it might be a different story. Like if you'd gone out and dropped $250,000 on a on a, you know, right. a bandsaw. But mill. at the same time, you know, if, if this is part of your business and you did drop a whole bunch of money on a bandsaw mill, if people just like watching giant slabs be made up from, from recovered, you know, logs that you're finding around, uh, that's still something people find fun to watch regardless of whether you, you built the saw or not. That's part of your business. Right. Yeah. True. Cool. Okay. So lucky you. All right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with Matt on a lot of this. Where um, I mean, people don't relate to me anyway. So it's just you know, I I just look I look at my YouTube subscribers numbers and I go, yeah, you know, the, the channel's been out there for ten years. It's just not going to grow anymore. Well, that's the thing is, they go to your channel, Shannon, and they're like, look. I'm never going to be that good looking. Why, why even compete? That's true. Why I, bother? I've, I've had trouble being relatable for years because of my looks. I understand oh. that. Yeah. That, that Roger's nose is just so, so yep. intimidating. But um, there, there were, there are some things that I have 
thought about. Um, and actually, the funny thing is, is it hasn't prevented me from upgrading. Like in many ways, my brand is I'm the guy that has the, the fancy tools. Like I've never really, I bought my share of vintage hand tools and I've restored them and I hate it. Like it's just, it's not something, it, it's a chore for me in the worst sense of the word. Now I do enjoy working with a well-tuned um, vintage hand tool and I have quite a few of them, um, mostly wooden ones, but I love Veritas and Lee Nielsen planes and I love being able to support those companies and I love just not having to worry about the tool. Um, yeah. So, so much of what I already own would be considered an upgrade that, and I get enough flack. I mean, heck, I've got more bad axe saws than, than anything else, um, but they're really, really nice. However, um, I have wanted to get into marquetry for a long, long time and I wanted to pursue it from the traditional um, French 18th century style. And I knew that in order to do that, I would need a Chevrolet. And I thought about building one myself. And I just, it's, it's one of those things that I just don't know enough about while I know that I could build one. I, I didn't really know what kind of creature comforts I would add to it. Cause I'd never actually done it. Moreover, it's like, I've never actually done this. Do I really want to sink a bunch of time into building something? So I, I really toyed with the idea of whether or not to actually buy a Chevrolet. The answer is I went ahead and did it, um, but I haven't really shown it. I, I videoed something for the hand tool school, one of my weekly updates showing here it is, it's in the shop. I'm really excited to play with it and I'll kind of report back, but that's more than a year ago. And I've been working with this thing and I really have not, I haven't, I just ignore the fact that it's there in my videos. I mean, there's several instances where you can see it just out of frame, but I'm just not talking about it because it is something, it's, it's a whole rabbit hole of, of woodworking that at least the way that I'm doing it, it can't, there is no other way to do it. Like you can use a fret saw on a bird's mouth fixture, but that's a different technique entirely than what gets done in the Chevrolet. So I know full well that once I do start talking about it, the major elephant in the room barrier to entry is here's this machine that not machine. Well, yeah, we'll call it a machine. Here's this tool that, you know, there's really only one guy out there making it. Um, oh, you can find some plans and things like that, but you're going to drop, you know, 1500 to a couple grand into this thing in order to just get started into marquetry. And I have really shied away from doing that, but it didn't prevent me from making the upgrade. <laughs> so yeah, kind of like yeah. Matt, like I didn't really care. And I'm not, I'm not denying the fact that I have a Chevrolet over here in the corner, but, uh, yeah, the thing that I have fought is a domino. Ugh. You want to talk about off brand. <laughs> um, yeah, and, man, for you, it's hard enough for me. For yeah. you, it's impossible. And and the funny thing is, is I don't really want it to build the projects that I would film. I want it for the stuff that I do off camera, like mm -hmm. quickly just pulling something together, you know, over, over the course of a day, you know, joining some things together or honestly, where I think I would use it, I would actually probably do more prototypes if I could very right, quickly yeah. join stuff together. Um, sure. I would use it for prototyping, but you know, the minute I pull a domino out on camera, <laughs> game over <laughs> torches and pitchforks, man, left and right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I have, I have a festival track saw. It actually, my, my way of justifying it is it's not actually in the shop. It gets stored in my oh, laundry yeah. room <laughs> and I pull it out just to break down sheet goods. And this is, this is a, a vestige of, of my power tool days. Um, and I, as I was selling off my tools, I said, you know what? The Festool Traxol doesn't take up that much room. I'm not going to sell it because I will mm -hmm. still use it for panel work. But yeah, 
I just don't put it in the shop. It, it, it stays yeah. outside the room. But yeah, I could, yeah. I could see myself using the domino for the click and, you know, the, 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 the what's the word? Point and shoot. For? Point and shoot. Thank you. <laughs> click and well, play kept coming into my head. Uh, <laughs> click, click, click and lick. Click and click lick. And lick. There we go. <laughs> well, that that's, a, that's an effective like joinery too. You know, just lick the boards and they do stick together a little bit. So it is some yeah, kind of Depends joinery. on what you ate. That's true. True. So th- that would be the one that I just, I, I can't bring myself to do it because I know the flack I would face would be ridiculous. So how this, you actually just made me think of something. Um, how about multiples of things? Like, so for me, an example would be, I've got the budget to do it, but because of reasons I don't, I would love to have like five or six routers all hmm. like the same router, like a bunch of OF 1400 festival routers, uh, you know, rigged up, ready to go for the most common things that I do. So I don't have to do bit changes. And it's a ridiculous thing for the average person to do because well, if they're all the same, who's going to notice that you have more than one. That's true. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Hold on. I got to go to Amazon. <laughs> I don't like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't follow your logic at all. Except for the fact that that could get dangerous. Like if they all look the same, Mark thinks he's using the half inch bit and he's actually got, you know, a different bit in there because yeah, it looks it's a quarter same. inch round over for yeah. making a mortise. So you'd have to put like colored tape somewhere that's innocuous so that you know yeah. where it is with the, you know, always uh, face it away from the camera. Man, that's genius. I never thought about that. They could all just be in the cabinet and you would never know which one I have. You wouldn't. Yeah, as long as you don't put glass doors on the cabinet, no one will know. This is going to be an expensive Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm in trouble now. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, again, again, sticking with Matt and, you know, I think we, we maybe are making too much of it. I've already done this. Like, I have six smoothing planes. Like, and the only reason I do is because they're all set up slightly differently. And I've got one that's really, really good for highly figured wood. And another one that is, is kind of it's smoothing plane size, but it's set up more coarsely for, you know, Mm -hmm. when I actually want to remove wood instead of, you know, gaze at the shavings all day long. Um, I've got the same thing with, I essentially have three Jack sized planes. I've got four rabbit planes, and they're all set up slightly differently. And yeah, so I've already done that. That's, that's Let's awesome. not even talk about my saw nest. Like I did a video, <laughs> I did a video on my channel, I don't know, several months ago where I actually walked through. The funny thing is, is I look at my tools and I look at other people and go, I don't have nearly as many tools as some people say I have. When you look around and you see a guy that has like 38 saws, hand saws, I have... 10, I think I haven't counted and Every single one of them is tuned for a very specific reason. But at face value, I've got one, two, three, four, 26 inch crosscut saws that, you know, all have varying pitch. One is six t- points per inch. One is seven. One is eight. And you're thinking, what's the point of that? But I know the point of it. So I don't have to make bit changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Don't fight you know, it. Embrace it. I, I have this problem on the wood whisper, but you know where I don't have this problem is on my barbecue channel. <laughs> right. Do you know how many how many different ways I could cook a piece of meat? A lot. <laughs> I don't have a any hesitation to go out and buy everything. It's my it's like one of my few hobbies outside of, you know, I guess woodworking is work, but it's still kind of hobby for me, uh, but not nearly as much. So I, I love to cook. I love barbecue and I've got a lot of different ways to make it. And I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about the the number of grills that I own and how much they cost. Hey, I have a space to do that now, too. Dude, you I got you uh, could make the, it. A- um, I got the big green egg now. That was my gift from the previous homeowners. They didn't want to. Oh, they it. left one there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those things are heavy. Sometimes it's easier just to, to leave. I have been, I've been playing with it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I can, that's, I can see, I can see this is a very dangerous thing. To yeah. Leave. That's, that's yeah. how it gets started. And, well, and you, need, have to, you need an orchard now, Matt, in your arboretum, you need an orchard. So all the own wood for the smoker. Yeah. Dude, you got to prune be, those apple trees and everything, man. With, with your skill set, I would love to see you make a offset smoker. That's on my to-do list. Yeah, now. man. Well, I, it's been on my list for a while. Like, Can I, don't you, f- I don't know why. Like, YouTube's like, you should watch these barbecue videos. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I did. Then I'm like, damn, this is like, looks enjoyable. And these pits, like, that's a fun little welding project. It really is. Can I come out like, and help? And yeah, let's and, not and forget. Can come out and help. You've never been out here before. You no, can make you can make a dovetail <laughs> box, but you can't eat it. So yeah, w- w- barbecue wins. What? Oh, oh, that's he's comparing like, it to woodworking. Yeah, I get it now. Oh, wow. What, what a lovely box. It's so shit. pretty, you know, unless yeah. you actually put meat in the box, then I suppose the meat, the meat box. Yeah. Uh, well, do you, do you guys know who can't help you with your meat? <laughs> pretty sure Rockler can. So it's definitely not Rockler. Uh, well, if it depends on the Rockler store, sometimes there's like, we got a pizza place next to ours. You could probably get meat on your pizza there, but I don't think Rockler itself serves food. Pretty sure. Yeah, but they serve those little they like their little, cocktail sometimes they have little things. events on the weekends with refreshments and snacks and hot dogs. Yeah, maybe like a hot dog vendor there. Yeah, that, that's yeah. true. Okay. Well, Rockler is uh, someone <laughs> who can help with things. Uh, if you uh. <laughs> if you want to upgrade your tools, Rockler has the selection you're looking for. Uh, if you if you don't feel bad about upgrading your tools, Rockler's the place you want to go. Um, <laughs> or if you do, you know, whatever. Whatever. No one's going to judge you the, there. The purchase will make you feel better. Uh, it's that retail therapy thing. Uh, if you'll be upgrading your power tools, Rockler sells brands including SawStop, Laguna, Jet, Powermatic, Supermax, Festool, Bosch, Triton, and more. I mean, who else is there? That's all the only ones that count. Uh, and Rockler sells all the power tool <laughs> accessories you'll need to create with confidence. Another product to consider upgrading. How about the portable drill guide? We've talked about this in the past. We actually saw this at, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, what was that show? The only, the only show we went to this year. Yeah, Workbench, Workbench Con, Con, which was like five years ago. <laughs> feels like five years ago. Uh, They say, take one plunge with Rockler's new portable drill guide and you'll instantly feel the qualities that set it apart from the rest. Smooth, precise, free of play. It gives you the accuracy and control of a drill press with the portability of a hand drill. Look, not everybody has a big giant shop and can, you know, justify the space for a big floor standing drill press. Well, this thing is a great solution for something like that. You'll find that product and a whole bunch more, all the upgrades you could possibly need to your tool collection at rockler.com. You know, I used to, uh, back in the day, uh, before I had any money, I would go to these Rockler stores and I would just sit there and just want to touch these tools. Uh, that that <laughs> was my... Similar experience. Yeah, it, it was the toy store, you know, adult toy store sort of, uh, well, don't take that the wrong way. Um, <laughs> the... I have no way to recover oh, from that. Wow. It, it was <laughs> Selena. It was a great place to go and look at tools. Let's put it that way. Uh, and I used to browse the aisles and it was a, a great location that we had in California uh, where there was a outlet mall that was right across the street. So Nicole would go shop the outlet mall and she would, oh, you, she would go to, kind a, of her. Oh no, it was great. She would go to like to a hundred stores and I would spend an equal amount of time in one store. <laughs> and it was just Rockler. I would make Lindsay go to the store with me and I would just sit there like moving the drill quills. Because you know what else you get? Well, like 
Like, what else are you going to do with these tools? Like, they're not on. You yeah, can't, you can't like, use them. Like, and But the drill press, like, you turn, you pull, you pull a little handle and the quill goes yeah. down. I mean, that's... Watch this, basically, Lindsay. It's basically the same thing as using it. She goes, so, just so, like spinning. so it goes up and down? Yep. Yep, it does. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Wait till uh, I show a dust collector. It's like, look at the dust collectors. Okay. <laughs> they, just, they just sit here? Oh, yeah, but look at them. Yeah. Look at them. How good was this look at my shop? That's right. Okay, Matt. That's that's nice. Well, if you're uh, if you're in the mood God. for uh, perusing she, some some great, she loves me way too much. <laughs> Clearly, is <laughs> what, what I'm learning more and more every day through my marriage. Yeah, she loves me way. Too How much. much she tolerates your crap? She, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, behind every great man is a greater woman. Oh, oh, that's saying a lot for me. Unless there isn't. So there's that. There's, there's a big divide between <sighs> our greatness. Yeah. Just say that. You're great. You're great in different ways. Anyway. Very different. So, the, uh, you know, that caps off a great Rockler ad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. We're still doing an ad. Oh, we're still we're doing st- that? St- still doing a mid-roll. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks, Rockler, for supporting the show. We always appreciate your greatness and tolerating our stupidity. And thank you for <sighs> keeping our okay, spouses so, uh, entertained in your stores. Yes. So to wrap up this conversation very quickly, we don't have to dwell on this too much. If you could list out an upgrade that some people might do, lots of people maybe do, but you choose not to for like whatever your private reasons are, uh, and these things might be surprising. So for me, uh, one of those upgrades is like a 3D printer and CNC. Now I have a CNC and I'm using it for specific tasks, but what I really have no desire to do is integrate the CNC full force into my furniture making. So in terms of like, do I want to make mortise and tenon joints with this thing? Nah, not really. Do I want to show how to make a cabinet plywood cabinet by cutting all the parts on a CNC? Not really. Like a lot of, a lot of what I love about wood, <laughs> not, not really, not really. <laughs> a lot of what I love about woodworking is a tactile part of it. What even with a power tool, uh, you know, I, I sort of have this bubble of what I consider fun woodworking for me. And CNC is actually outside of that bubble. So what I want to use CNC for is a lot of the stuff that I can't do in other ways, right? So it might find its way into my work in certain tangential ways, but I don't anticipate anytime soon. And I reserve the right to change my mind as I, you know, get older. You always do. Yes, and make different decisions. Uh As it stands right now, I just don't see CNC being a big push for me to incorporate that into my daily routines. And same thing with like a 3D printer. I'm a very tech savvy kind of person. 3D printing, I think is super, super cool. But in terms of embarking uh, on that journey into 3D printing and trying to play with different things, it doesn't hold a lot of appeal for me for some reason, at least right now. Hmm. Maybe you still haven't any like good use cases for it. Yeah. Well, and I'm also I, not very creative. So there's that. Well, I mean, it's like, this, it's like the dumb things that you have to make. Like, I, obviously, you don't make a whole lot of, like, your own tools and jigs a whole lot. I don't right. know if you do. But, like, well, you some have, jigs, like 3D right. print, like, a knob yeah. is, what I'm get, is what I'm going for. Like, a custom knob that's, like, mm-hmm. this right size or whatever. Well, John has a 3D printer, uh, my new assistant, John. He, he was playing with some ideas for a uh, push stick at the jointer, and he was just, you know, they had this, like, rotating part, whatever. He just mm-hmm. knocked this thing out on a 3D printer. And, uh, and then more importantly, he came in one day with a Star Trek enterprise assembly thing, little toy that you could make that he made on a 3d printer. And I said, you deserve a raise, sir, for that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think if I had one, that's all I would really do with it is make toys. You know, it's fine. It's like, well, I guess like 
So it wouldn't be like a big woodworking I don't, type of I don't think it focus. would. Yeah, I don't think it would it's assist. It's like its own thing. Yeah, it wouldn't assist in my creative tasks in the shop, but it would be fun to have for like, you know, for the kids making fun things. You can, you can 3D print some little boxes for a little robot behind you to move around for you. There you go. Okay. That's perfect. All right, what, about, that thing's called? what about you, Matt? Talks all the time. I couldn't come up with anything good. Okay, so don't read what we wrote here. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Because that's not family friendly. <laughs> I left it because it was hilarious and I added something to make it more hilarious. I wish I could share it with you guys, but it's, it's inappropriate. And uh, <laughs> So we'll just pass on Matt and go to Shannon. But I think the key thing is that he doesn't want these things for his own private reasons. So yes. it could actually be a very good thing. Well, good on you, Matt. Yeah. You should be proud of what you've got. <laughs> well, for me, uh, social, social media. This is only funny to us and nobody else knows what we're talking uh, about. The social call to action will be submit your guess as to what was in Matt's section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. This is good podcasting right yeah. here. Um, for me, one of the things that people often talk about as the Neanderthal's apprentice is a bandsaw. And I have no mm. desire to get a bandsaw again. Um, really? I, I didn't have that is surprising. Some of it was, I didn't have the best experience with my, my grizzly bandsaw. And that's, that's not a shot against grizzly. I think it was just me and my understanding of the saw. And like, I don't think I tuned it properly in the first place, but it also mm -hmm. just seemed like a tool. It doesn't seem like in my experience, both, you know, here in my shop, but then also with the bandsaws we have at work, they're finicky and you know, they're, they're, they require a little bit more maintenance than I was really aware that I needed to be doing. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've just, I've, I've moved on. <laughs> I don't really see the need for it anymore. And maybe, maybe that'll change if I get old and decrepit, but I don't plan on doing that. I, I plan to, I plan to get old, just, but not decrepit. I, I think the issue is you didn't get the CNC bandsaw. <laughs> that must be it. Must be it. <laughs> I just, it, often, oftentimes it's called the, the, the Neanderthal's apprentice because it's like, it's a great way to kind of quickly rip down boards I'm weird. I enjoy ripping by hand. And a lot of it is I've got, I've got a nice collection of, of hand saws designed for certain thicknesses that make ripping more enjoyable. But mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I haven't really found the use case to say, Oh, I could whip that out so much faster or whatever with a bandsaw or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's just not a tool that I can ever see myself quote upgrading to or adding to my shop. And I'll tell you, if I had to do that with, you know, by hand, I'd get about two inches into a board and be like, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm done. I think you'd end up buying like pre-dimensioned lumber and yeah, making it all right. like one by threes and one by fours. Uh -huh, for and sure. That's it. All your projects will be, uh, be sized specifically around those sizes. There you go. That's a good one. All right. Well, that just about does it for us. Remember that we are proudly sponsored by Rockler. Rockler is a family owned business since 1954. They're your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finished supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, that's all one word, to receive free shipping on most orders over $39. That's great, Mark. Uh -huh. <laughs> so folks, we are about to record uh, a Q&A show and we need your questions in order to answer them. So you need to submit those questions sometime in the next 30 seconds or so so that they can get, get on it. Get, get in the recording that we're about to do any minute here. And you can do that by going to woodtalkshow.com, fill out the form there, submit your question, or you can email us. You can even email a voice recording. Send that to woodtalkshow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram 
Uh, we're Wood Talk Show there. We're also at Matt Cremona, at Wood Whisper, and at Renaissance Woodworker. Go find us. Go say hi. Yes, sounds good. And remember, if we haven't already found someone, if you're interested in helping us with our social media, let us know. Send us an email. Uh, we could use some help. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Tyler Tsaitis. I'm Khaled Sinas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.